back to We Are the Batman. This is your show where we talk all things Batman and DC. We talk news. We talk all kinds of stuff. And we throw crazy ideas at you about things we'd like to see, like maybe Dolph Lundgren playing an old man Bruce Wayne. I don't know. It could happen. I'm never going to let Matt forget that one. Uh, my name is Mike. Hello, and this is Matthew, and I don't know if I can stand by my Dolph London decision, but until we see, see him in the cape and cowl, we will never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into our uh, our main topic today, uh, we had a little bit of DC News drop yesterday, um, and I thought that this was a really cool thing to talk about because we've been speculating what the penguin series on HBO max was going to be like, is it going to be a prequel of him getting in with Falcone or is it going to be a transition between the Batman and it's inevitable sequel? And Colin Farrell himself has confirmed that as of now, the series is set during a week after the events of the Batman. He said, quote, I read the first script for the first episode and it opens with me. Uh, it opens up with my feet splashing through the water in Falcone's office uh hell yes 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 this is what i need yeah what do you what are you thinking about this i mean we kind of talked about this we at the time on our last episode we're answering questions we didn't know what this thing was going to be and i was right no i'm just kidding (laughs) Ah. but no i think we were it was like we didn't know what it was going to be so the fact that it's going to be a gap a bridging the gap between well we assume between the first and second movie who knows when the second movie's coming out because I haven't said anything about that. But um, I think that would be, uh, I think it's cool. Like, dude, the fact that Colin Farrell is unrecognizable but still amazing in that film, I can't say I'm excited for the show, but I am tr- intrigued to see what it's going to be. Yeah. And if it, you know, because they've also, they were also talking about this other HBO Max series that was supposed to be like, about the Gotham City PD. Um, I think it was going to be kind of Jim Gordon-centric. And reports have been that that show has kind of been done away with slash merged into the Penguin series. Um, So I think it's an interesting idea because, yeah, I mean, we've got to... Obviously, this means that they're they're moving forward. They have some kind of plan in mind for what they want to do early stages with the Batman follow-up. And they like, okay, well, obviously we're going to need to tell some story to bridge that gap. And I think that this is an excellent way uh, to tell that story, especially because like this, this is just great world building. This is a great use of a streaming service to do world building. And it's, it's a fitting that we've got this news when we're getting ready to do the episode that we're going to do today. Um, talking about, you know, world building in your, in your cinematic stories and all that. But yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell was such a, show stealer in the Batman in, in what little yes. time we had with him. Yeah. So you just getting to see more of this. Yes, please. Ah, uh, yeah. Just give it to me. It's fine. I got no complaints whatsoever. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I let, let's see it. I mean, given how good peacemaker was, oh. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do with this. Oh, me too. Me me too. So that's, I mean, that's, that's the most news we've gotten from anything in the Batman camp in a while. And honestly, it doesn't seem like much, but that, like I said, that lets us know a lot. That lets us know one, they still have a lot of confidence in this property. And two, 
they're starting to get some ideas of where they want to go next with this Batson Batman world we're, we're living in now. So that just shows like, yep, we're still, we're still going. Definitely. I like it. All right. And what are we doing today? All right. So we, like I said, we're talking about world building. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, We've seen a lot of things happening, moving parts and stuff over at Marvel right now as they're moving around dates and figuring out directors and movies and stuff like that. And, you know, in the conversation that we had after recording a different episode that you guys might not hear the light ever here because we kind of nixed it after we did it. But we realized that part of what has hurt DC's uh, uh, intertwined universe of films, whatever you want to call it, worlds of DC, DCEU, DCFU, who cares? Um, they have no plan. They have no plan. And so we decided, you know, man of steel was a good jumping off point man of steel. While not, not like the best film ever. It was a good starting off point as a let's try and kickstart some kind of cinematic universe with these, with these characters in the world of, in, in the world of DC comics. So going from man of steel, we have decided to pitch what we're calling, for lack of a better term, our ideas for a phase one of the DCEU as if the current slate has never happened. Playing with house money, going back to where Man of Steel left off and saying, where would we have taken things from there? And I'm not going to lie, I cheated a little bit with one of these, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it at some point from Matt, but... That was kind of our one rule was just that Man of Steel came out as well as it was as it is, and we're going from there. It was up, it was completely up to us whether or not we chose to recast anyone, which movies to do, how many of them to do. We we try to set it to where it was because when we looked at what the MCU did, their phase one was six movies from Iron Man through the Avengers. So we said, let's cap at six movies. It's a good, it's a good jumping off point. And the reason we're pulling so much also from how the MCU did things is because, well, it worked. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. It worked. They are in phase four now. So obviously something about that works. So let's just let's just roll with that and and take a little bit of inspiration from them in terms of having a plan and setting up story and going from there. Um, and I think this was kind of this was kind of a brainchild of both of us, really, I think. Yes, we, we, we did an episode and it didn't quite turn out the way we wanted. And then it was like, well, what what it would ultimately and you guys may eventually hear it if we ever lose track. Ultimately, it was a conversation about Batman versus Superman, which bottom lined into let's just not have that movie ever exist and do what we want, because part of that conversation we had was how to make Batman versus Superman better. And I think this is kind of what extended from that conversation was hey what if uh it just never happened <laughs> and we planned out the phase one or maybe year one because that's what dc likes to call it of the dc extended universe yeah there's a couple different ways you can really you can play with that i mean because first of all marvel does not have the lockdown on the term phase one let's let's get that out of the way right now like they don't own the term i know disney owns almost everything but they don't own that uh that's that's been around for a long time (laughs) but yeah we did our our bvs talk and what what it turned into was just it's that i really like the movie matt really doesn't 
but we didn't want to fight about it. So it turned into Matt trying not to be too mean and me trying not to get too defensive. And it just, it did. So if you ever do hear that episode, it means that like life has gone to hell and we are both incredibly busy and simply didn't have time to record another episode. So here's this shit-tastic episode that we recorded that a couple days later we were like, you know what? That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Let's, let's not do that one. Um, so we're going to, we're going to pitch you guys our five movies. So again, it's six movies in this phase. We're pitching you the five that would come after man of steel. And I think you're going to be mad at me when I tell you that I cheated a little bit, which is why I'm going to let you go first. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, do we want to go back and forth about what our next movies would be? Or do we want to do our entire slate altogether? Let's go back and forth, because otherwise we're each going to be sitting here for 45 minutes not talking. (laughs) Very fair. Very fair. So Man of Steel has happened in 2013. Matt, where are you taking it from there? Uh, I actually am going to... Mine is a moderate cheat, because I think this is part of what's started conversations. I actually had plotted out and did the first two scenes writing-wise of a Justice League movie. I would let Man of Steel lead into Justice League because for me, as much as Man of Steel is global, it is still only... One of the things I liked about it is it's Lois Lane trying to find out who this mysterious person is. So there's nothing that doesn't say all these other characters existed outside of it. So, um, so I start my second film is justice league and wow. Yeah. (laughs) Second film is justice league. Okay. And what the, the pseudo plot of mine, the, the plot I had kind of done before that I'm going to try and explain quickly is essentially the Amazonians and the Atlanteans have been talking about kind of creating a global peacekeeping entity that would bring Mm. all the different lands together. So they decide that because this Superman being is here, he should be the third kind of Trinity of this council that protects earth. So Aquaman goes to wonder woman and they say together, we're going to go meet this guy, Superman And we're going to tell them, hey, we all need to be together and help kind of shape and protect the world going forward. Um, But right before they go see him, Superman goes to stop this robbery and ends up getting his butt handed to him because these robbers have kryptonite laced weapons. Mm -hmm. But luckily, there's this other guy who's after these robbers named Batman who stops them and saves him. And basically Superman's like, hey, we should team up. And Batman says, no, I don't want to team up with you. I've got this handled and leaves. And what you have is as Superman and Wonder Woman and um, Aquaman are kind of teamed up trying to decide, hey, there's pro- there, I think there's a threat out there that we need to stop and we need to go to this this city. At the same time, Batman goes to the Flash 
and says, hey, I need your help because I know you're a forensic scientist and I can't figure out where this stuff came from because he takes some of the Kryptonian or the kryptonite lace weapons and Flash is like, cool, yes, I can help you, um, but we're going to need to get to this other place and we're going to bring my friend Green Lantern. So in my idea, every th- all these other characters have existed and watched Man of Steel happen and Maybe some of it is like the Flash was doing things in his city while that crap was going on in in um, in Metropolis. Because you see Superman in Metropolis, but you don't see any other city of what's happening. So I would kind of have a moment of that. But the the big difference I'm doing is kind of taking a note with with um, Marvel in that when the Man of Steel ship, when the Kryptonian ship is activated, Abin Sur is sent to Earth to investigate what's going on because from their understanding, Krypton is gone on his way here. When he arrives, Lex Luthor knows it's happening and shoots his ship down. And in the explosion, a lightning bolt explodes out of his alien engine. And that is where the flash gets his powers. It's not just a random bolt of lightning. It's actually like an alien generated power source that created gives him that lightning bolt. And of course, at the same time you get green lantern being born because Abinser dies and my green lantern gets his, uh, his ring. So it's essentially, they figure out that the stuff was made in gorilla city, which is just happens to be where Superman and Aquaman and wonder woman are going. And when they get there, gorilla Garad is there and he uses this technology he's been given to mind control them. So once Batman, Flash, and Green Lantern arrive, big battle between everybody, Batman eventually figures out that even Gorilla Grodd does not have the ability to do this, and that Gorilla Grodd actually has Martian Manhunter in a machine that is powering the headband he's using, and he's basically stealing Martian Manhunter's powers. And the fight ends. Everybody gets, you know, I'm, I'm so fast-forward through all this crap. Essentially, they defeat... Gorilla Grodd, they free um, <clears throat> Martian Manhunter. Find out Lex Luthor's behind all of this. They can't touch him because, of course, he's, you know, untouchable. But at the end of the movie, decide, okay, yes, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, even though, Aquaman, you were being mind-controlled by Gorilla Grodd, and that's why you decided to bring these three people together under the false pretense of, we're going to do this, but it was actually this trick. It is a good idea. Let's create a Justice League. And the end of the movie is them deciding we should all be the Justice League so that you have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter as the Justice League at the end of the movie. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. I I think you're out of your damn mind doing a justice, doing all, (laughs) just, just, just doing the thing right out the gate. Um, But that's why you're here. (laughs) <laughs> well, and this is where, yeah, it's, it's, you get the micro origin of everybody enough to start this thing and then their own movies, you delve into the deep because I think okay. the problem that sometimes happens to some of these things is that like, look, there's already been a Green Lantern movie. There's, there's a flash show going on. We don't have to tell these stories in the movie. Like, look. What's the Flash's powers? He runs really fast. I got hit by a bolt of lightning, and now I run really fast. 
Cool. You're the Flash. I have this power ring. It's obviously a power ring on my hand. Look at me flying. Hey, cool. That's Green Lantern. I think sometimes we get into needing the origin. If you just say, like, this is my power and this is who I am, people go, cool. You know, I I, I think sometimes you get caught up in you have to tell the origin and not just saying, like, dude, if, if look, my name's, you know, Di- Princess Diana from Themyscira. I am Wonder Woman. And this is where my people are. Like, yeah, it's going to be a little talky heavy at the beginning. But as we get into it and you go forward, you get these great end ending action scenes. Because if you think about something like the Avengers, like there's really only two or three big action scenes in that movie. The rest of it is just them, blah, 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 blah. And I think you can do the same with this, especially when you have these cool characters that a lot of people do already know. So that's kind of what I'm leaning on. And then after that, we get into some of the individual films. Okay. All right. And it's crazy as crap, but I think it's also let's do like, if DC wants to make its mark, do something different. Start with the team. Yeah. I mean, we, we, the first X-Men movie, the only origin we get told is Wolverines. Everybody else is just there. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. So, so um, that's my wacky beginning is Justice League. <laughs> you, you, you psychopath. Um, you <laughs> absolute psychopath. I, I, <laughs> I like it as a Justice League movie. I don't know if I would do it right after Man of Steel, but this is your pitch. So I'm not going to take it away from you. Like as a Justice League movie, <laughs> I think it works. But as a pitch for the second movie in this, in, in, it's like, Wow, that's like going Iron Man, the Avengers. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so we're just doing it. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> well, and I think that, and that's where to me, like, it's basically what they did with Batman versus Superman is you threw so much crap in there. Like, just yeah. then just do it. Lean into we're going to do something completely different from Marvel and just out the gate, we're in Justice League and and have fun. Okay, all right. What's your second movie? So my so so before I even do my second movie, this is the part where I kind of cheated a little bit. Uh, okay. I'm giving some post credit scenes to Man of Steel. Okay. okay, because I think as much as I really do like that movie, it was it needed that. If like I'm sorry, but they work. The post credit scenes work. Yeah. It's a great way to tease what's coming next. It's a great way to do some world building without having to sacrifice the actual story of your movie. So I'm adding two post credit scenes to Man of Steel. The first one is we see some scientists just kind of studying the crashed Kryptonian ship. They're walking around. They're trying to they're they're trying to figure stuff out. And then at one point, the scientists leave the room and we see this computer console turn on and there's some Kryptonian text scrolling across the screen. And we hear that weird uh, computer voice say transmission commencing. And we basically see what is is Brainiac's symbol show up on the screen and it's flashing green. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's post credit scene number one. Because the fact that this, these movies didn't tease Brainiac at all is ridiculous. Um, and then my second post-credit scene is an idea that I've had for a very long time. And that is, um, so Man of, Man of Steel did something that really got people excited, which was when he's fighting General Zod, they destroy a Wayne Enterprise's satellite. Okay. Yeah. So what I am now, my second post-credit scene is going to be the 
footage of the fight between him and Zod from the perspective of the satellite because it was from a camera recording footage of space from that satellite and the footage is being rewound and played back in slow motion and we cut to ben affleck bruce wayne in the bat cave just reviewing the footage and just staring at it like with that batman intensity and we cut to black so those are my yes. two post-credit scenes from man right, of steel perfect. That leads me into my second movie, which is a Batman movie. And I also put down the years these are coming out because I think that's important as well. So Man of Steel comes out in the summer of 2013. And I kind of spaced it out similar to the way they did the phase one of Marvel, which is like at the time it was like a movie a year, maybe two if you were lucky. Because like we had Iron Man in 2008, Incredible Hulk was a few months later, and then we don't get another one until 2010. So a year after Man of Steel comes out, we get Batman City of Crime. Now, City of Crime, City of Crime is a very good Batman story arc, uh, was written by, um, I want to say, damn it, now I'm blanking on it, Uh, David Lapham, uh, I know Nathan Masongill worked on it, but it's basically like, everything kind of goes to shit in Gotham and it kind of just, it introduces some different villains and it's Batman trying to put some stuff together. Basically this story is going to be a loose Batman city of crime coming out in 2014 is a loose adaptation of the city of crime story arc from the comics and death in the family. Because it is, it is absolutely ridiculous as much as I like the movie. It is absolutely asinine that Robin's death happened off screen in a movie that doesn't exist. So we, so in this movie, I'm going to introduce some Batman villains. I'm going to introduce Penguin and Joker and Ra's al Ghul. Wow. You you said my thing was, (laughs) I'm going, I'm going somewhere. So this takes place right after uh, uh, man of steel in 2013. Okay, and that's the time. The years are important to me because of what I'm going to be telling with these other stories, because I kind of want this to take place in real time. Like I, I spoiler alert, I end my stuff with Justice League in 2017. Like I'm still getting to Justice League in 2017, but I'm just putting out multiple movies in a year to tell this story so that when we do get to Justice League, it's been four, it's been three, four years since like man of steel happened since robin died uh it is jason todd robin because i'm i there was that rumor going around that the one that dies in bvs is supposed to be dick grayson i i don't like that i'm sorry zach snyder i love you but i don't like that idea um this takes place immediately after man of steel penguin being the corrupt mobster arms dealer uh guy that he is is just capitalizing on all the destruction and chaos caused by the caused by the fallout of the kryptonian attack He's just, you know, pushing all kinds of stuff and he's strong arming people and he's trying to get monopoly on things people need, like supplies and stuff like that. Um, and it comes to Ra's al Ghul comes to Batman and basically says, hey, like your city is wrecked beyond all reason. It is time for you to align with the League of Assassins and join me and get this city, make this city get its shit together. And Batman says, go F yourself. I I can, Robin and I can handle this. 
it's just going to take time. This is like, you know, we're dealing with aliens now. This isn't something that even the league can handle. Go, go, go take a bath in your green jacuzzi, Roz. I got this. So to try and push him over the edge to join him, to, to, to realize he has to come to his side, Roz hires the Joker to just unleash chaos and start just, you know, going, you know, just really pushing Batman over the edge. There's a, there's a part of city of crime that actually takes place early in the story, but I'm saving it for now that involves a fire that happens in crime alley and Batman and Robin try to go help. And what ends up happening is they get people out and then they realize that there were a bunch of people in there that they couldn't save and they all died. Mm. And this ad, this is adding to, cause we, when we get to BVS, the implication is that the Kryptonian attack pr- pushed Bruce Wayne over the edge and he snapped and became this ultra violent Batman that works, but I want to, but we didn't get to see him develop into that. He just is that I yeah. want to see the story of him becoming that unhinged version of Batman. So, but through the distraction of all this stuff happening with the fire and crime alley, Joker goes rogue, kidnaps Robin and does the death in the family to him. And like, we see it happen. It happens on screen. Joker kills Robin on screen in this movie spray paints his suit and everything. Cause I actually did like that detail. Um, I like <laughs> that detail a lot. So then, and, and by the way, Come at me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. I'm leaving the Joker as he is in Suicide Squad. However, however, I'm going to make him make sense in this world. We're spending time with him. We're getting to know him as a character. We're getting to know the world they're in as to why. Because Suicide Squad just puts him in there and says, here, this makes sense because we're telling you it makes sense. No, in this movie, we're going to see this joker and spend time with him but we're also going to get to see the scene where after he kills robin batman tracks him down because he's just obsessed with tattooing himself that's where he's got all those fucking tattoos he's tattooing himself we see him we see batman track joker down to wherever he's at and just beats the ever-living shit out of joker he is two steps away from killing him he bashes in all his teeth so that when you see him in suicide squad he's got all the silver fake teeth that's why because batman beat the teeth out of his face and to the point where joker lifts up his arm and shows him his little robin tattoo that he's tattooed on himself and batman is just beating the hell out of this guy comes to a moment where he just is about to and he hears alfred in his earpiece and basically says, this is not what Jason would want. And he stops. And he just leaves Joker lying there. He walks out of the building. The GCPD is there. Gordon's sitting there. His glove is just covered in blood. There's blood that's splattered up onto his face. And he's just like, what did you do? And Batman says, he's still alive. And disappears. And this movie does not have a happy ending. Like a movie called city of crime does not have a happy ending. The final, you know, we see him like in the cave brooding. He's Alfred's putting up Robin's suit on that, in that uh, case that it was in, in, in the movie. 
And Batman is just continuing to review his files of everything that's happened, you know, because he's, he's recording footage because obviously he is just kind of like, like the way that Pattinson was. I mean, that's not a new thing with Batman. And all of this, he yeah. just realizes that all of this started because of that goddamn Kryptonian. And the final shot of this movie is him on a skyscraper in uh, in in Metropolis or in Gotham, rather, because I'm doing the thing where there are basically two cities on on opposite sides of the harbor, and he's got yeah. his you know night vision binoculars on, and he is just watching and scanning and watching Superman like fly around, and you know takes his uh, binoculars off. And he's just got this angry look on his face and his teeth are kind of gnarled a little bit. And then credits. I like it. So you're going to yeah. do Batman versus Superman. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to earn Batman. versus <laughs> Superman. Okay. Now I have two, po- every movie has two post-credit scenes. Okay. My first, post but all my post-credit scenes are dedicated to one thing. And that is building out this world and teasing what's to come not they're not there to be frivolous they're there they're there with a purpose okay so my first uh post credit scene is we see our old buddy colonel swanwick played by henry lennox mm-hmm. i am continuing with him being martian manhunter but i'm going to earn it um sure and it starts with him just he's in a debriefing with plans to about plans to study Kryptonian tech that was still left behind because he was easy. He's the highest ranking military official around who was a part of the fight. So of course he's put in charge of this shit. Um, so he's debriefing people about plans to study this tech. He's on the ship and they're in what looks to be some kind of control room, maybe where they were piloting stuff, where, where the person flying the ship would be. And they say, you know, yeah, we we got we got an expert here to, to look at the controls and see if they can figure out how this thing even flew. Uh, hey, uh, Captain Jordan, come in here, please. And a uh, a a physically fit Nathan Fillion walks in in his okay. Air Force garb, um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at this thing and and I'll see what I can figure out. And they like, okay, well, we'll leave you to it. And they leave the room, and he crouches down, and he's looking at the console, and he makes sure that nobody's there. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a green power ring, puts it on his finger, and just starts scanning the console. And we cut to black. End of post-credit scene number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Post-credit scene number two, Joker in a, you know, Hannibal Lecter-esque mask and harness, missing all of his teeth. Uh, or no, at this point, he's got the silver ones put in. Um, but he's getting wheeled into Arkham, and he's introduced to his new therapist, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Nice. And credits roll. <laughs> So that's my first, that's my pitch for the first movie after Man of Steel. It's Batman City of Crime, and we're just world building, and we're trying to justify the conflict of a Batman v. Superman that's going to come way later on. Okay, I like it. I like it. Now let me ask you this, because I, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say, because if you really go back and watch from the Avengers on, they're teasing Cap versus Iron Man Civil War from Jump. Yeah, like that is being teased from jump. So if we're going to do that, then let's earn it. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for the first part of our repitch 
for a do-over on the first phase of the DCEU, if we could have our way with it. We got a lot more coming for you down the road, so make sure you tune in again next week for what we've got in store for the rest of our pitch. And until then, we'll see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel.